Well, hello and welcome to our current edition of Faith in Life podcast here at Right to Life of Michigan. I'm Right to Life of Michigan's Faith Outreach Coordinator, Ken Stultz, and I am so honored to be your host today and really excited to welcome into our studio this morning, Amber Roseboom. Thank you for having me, Ken. I Thank you for having being had. <laughs> or, or, <laughs> However you want to characterize it. <laughs> Uh, I just want to introduce Amber um, uh, um, briefly to those who haven't had the chance to get to know her personally yet. Uh, Amber first joined Right to Life of Michigan back in the late 90s when she assisted us in our efforts to defeat a ballot initiative that would have legalized assisted suicide back in the Dr. Jack Kevorkian era. Uh, Then the Lord called her on to Washington, D.C., where she served in a wide variety of senior management and strategic and crisis communications roles, and sometime you have to tell me what that means. It sounds (laughs) very boring. It sounds really impressive, though. Well, whatever I can do to impress you and the listening audience. So far, so far, so good. Um, She was a political appointee for uh, President George W. Bush's administration. She was a senior Bush-Obama transition official, and... um, has worked with uh, as a communications and a strategic planning expert at some nonprofit organizations. Then she trans- transitioned back home to God's country here, the state of Michigan. It is God's country. Oh, it is. Um, since July of 2022, she's been serving as our vice president of operations. And then in December, when Barbara Listing, having served as Right to Life of Michigan president for over 43 years, announced her retirement. Barb also announced that Amber Roseboom was more than ready to step into her new role as our Right to Life of Michigan president. It may have just been Barb was more than ready to hand over the baton. I'm kidding. She may have been ready, but she wouldn't have given this up unless she was so confident. That's true. Well, it's God's work. Amen. And it's God's organization. And we're going to continue. Absolutely. Amen. So we're going to dig into your passion, um, Amber, for Right to Life of Michigan in just a minute. But I thought it might be fun for those who are listening to get to meet you on a little bit of a personal level. Tell us a little bit about your family, um, what you like to do on days off, sure. that sort sure. of thing. Sure. I, I read that. We were talking about this podcast, and you said on days off. I thought, days off. but I'll start out you know I to answer this question best I think I start out well our faith is very important Mm -hmm. to us my husband and my faith um, it really centers us you know but talking about my husband a little bit he really is my rock and he Mm -hmm. knows that Um, I tell anyone who will listen that God gave me the most wonderful man as a husband and I really have no idea what I did to deserve it that just goes to show you yet again thank God we don't always get what we deserve amen Um, grace and mercy absolutely so we've been together since college 30 years this this August we'll celebrate our 29th anniversary so I'm excited about that one of the gifts of moving back to this area from D.C. has really been that our pretty much our whole family lives here. So my parents oh, are 10 cool. minutes from oh. where we live now, which is a huge gift. We spend a lot of time with them, enjoying a meal in the evenings or on the weekends. 
My sister, I have a younger brother and a younger sister. My sister and her family, um, three kids, they are in Rockford, so 20 minutes maybe nice. from us. My husband's dad is in Paw Paw. His brother is about 30 minutes from us. And then my brother and his wife and kids are in Chicago. So we have this huge blessing of being back surrounded by our family. And as you know, Ken, from being here, Right to Life of Michigan and the staff and volunteers are really like a second family. Just yes. so wonderful yes. and warm and welcoming. And we stand shoulder to shoulder in this movement and in this service to protect life together. So it's been, I thought it was going to be harder to leave where we had been hmm. for some 20 years. Well, 20 years, yeah. Right. Our, largely our entire adult lives, but it's just been so wonderful to, to be back here. What we do in our time off, we spend time with family. Um, and then you had asked, it was funny, what's your favorite pie? I think we were talking about doing this around the holidays. Yes. Here. And I thought, <laughs> I, love, I love pie so much. Nobody listening to this is going to care, but it is blueberry pie, Michigan blueberries. Oh, you can't beat it. Oh. You can't beat it. So can you put cherry as maybe a second or third? I love cherry, too. Okay. Yeah, right. and apple. So I'm actually from the southeast side of the state, and if anyone listening is from the southeast side of the state, they are for sure familiar with the name Spicers, which is, in my opinion, nothing disparaging about the other cider mills in the area. Okay, I'll say this. One of the best cider mills in the country. It's fantastic. Wow. So if you haven't been there, I go. have not. Go. That's high praise. You like will right not now. Regret it. Can I finish the podcast first and then well, go? Yeah, just go, and I'll take over the rest of the podcast. Okay. <laughs> no, but it's fantastic. Anyway, it's great to be back. We love the area. Well, love and the people. It's been so good to get to know you. Um, you were here for about a year when I came on board, and just you've been so welcoming. You talk about the family here being welcoming, and you're uh, much an epitome. Of a good representation of that. So that's kind of to say we were so thrilled that you were willing to join the team. Mm -hmm. Such a huge addition to the effort, and just watching the faith outreach flourish under your leadership has been really wonderful. Well, and I've only just figured out what I'm doing. Imagine how it's only going to get better. That's what we're hoping. Yeah, I'm just <laughs> exactly. No, exactly. it's been wonderful. <laughs> wow. Uh, so. Right's Life of Michigan. Um, it has been pivotal for decades in leading the way in standing for life, all life. The life of the unborn, Absolutely. the life of the recently born, the life of the, the those who are disabled and terminally ill, um, and we're being attacked on all of those fronts right now. So as you think about that, what is it that uh, captures your heart about Right to Life of Michigan. Yeah, I think everything that you just said, really everything, um, the mission, the movement, the people. And for me, you know, I think, well, without a doubt, the Lord places desires upon our heart. Yes. And my heart has always been with Right to Life of Michigan. It was, as you mentioned, it was my first job out of college. Definitely not my first job, but my first job out of college. I should have asked that question, but we won't. My first job, yeah. I don't, I'm probably raking leaves for my parents oh, or something like okay. that. Oh, okay. babysitting. What, you uh, know, pretty standard. Um, in any event, and in college, I 
I had the opportunity to start with my husband's health, a small pro-life group at Michigan State University. We had Peggy Noonan, which I'm sure you're familiar yes. with, a speechwriter to yes. Ronald Reagan, yes. President Reagan. That was a thrill of mine. Just looking back over the years, I see how God used experiences to just build up a desire to serve fully in this movement. So it's such a gift to be back here and serving alongside you and our wonderful staff team here in Grand Rapids Amazing and in Southeast Michigan, really all across the state. So it's been wonderful. Um, and it makes me think too, just about all of our experiences. I think we all know people who have been touched by, harmed by the mm. lie of yes. abortion. Yes. People who are blinded to the reality of abortion and the lifelong impact that exactly it, that it has on them. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, as a as a high schooler, I had my first encounter with that reality. A girlfriend of mine told me in I mean I remember it clear as day. I can see it in her bedroom. We were talking about going and hanging out and she said she was sitting in her bed and she said, Well I really can't because she was bleeding so heavily following an abortion. And I was just, in that moment, just stunned. And that I didn't know that she was even considering that. Right. And, and, and so it's always been something that struck me as at odds with who we, who we are. Right. As, as... God's children, who we are as humanity, who we are as a country, um, the ideals that this country was built and founded upon, and that we that we have legalized abortion is just at complete odds with that. And so, to do everything we can to shine light, the, the light, the truth of abortion on our communities. Right. And, and the challenge is not just to shine the light of the truth, but shine it in such a grace-filled way 100%. that people who Absolutely. are in the, the grips of that unplanned pregnancy feel like this is a safe place, because it is. And, and people who have had abortions yes. before, that they are welcomed into our arms yes. um, and yep. really cared for. Yeah. There's healing here. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, just to talk about the elephant in the room. <laughs> and if you ever tell Barb that I called her the elephant I in the room. <laughs> that is definitely not what you meant. <laughs> no. But she was has been such a presence um, in the right to life and the right for life mission here in Michigan for over four decades. And you're taking a position formally occupied by this legend. That's right. So what do you say? Yes, yeah, with good reason. Mm -hmm. What do you say, how do you respond to people when, when they say, oh, you've got big shoes to fill? Well, Ken, you are not the first person to say that <laughs> or ask that question by any means, which I'm sure is not a surprise to you. Look, my answer is always the same, and it's genuine. I can't fill Barb's shoes, hmm. and I can't even aim to fill Barb's shoes. 
as incredible as Barb is, I mean, and Barb is, um, she's a she's been a mentor of mine, a hero yes, of mine. Yes. And as much as she has led the movement, not just in Michigan but even beyond. Right. The movement's not about any one person. And I, I know in my heart, God has me here to use me to use all of us together mm-hmm. in new ways. And by the grace of God and through the guidance of the Holy Spirit, we will meet this moment. Amen. And carry out his mission to yeah. the fullest in the days yeah. ahead. I do want to add, too, for your listeners, you know, Barb, Barb didn't go away by any means. Right. She still con- continues to um, offer advice and counsel and her wisdom to me and to other leaders here in the movement and to volunteers. She's also continued to serve on the Right to Life of Michigan State Board and on the PAC board. So we will continue to benefit from her great wisdom. That's so cool. I mean, that's fantastic. It is. And important. It is. Important. And I'm glad to hear you say you're not trying to fill anybody else's shoes. No, I couldn't. Yeah. I'm, I'm reminded of a poster I saw. Remember when we were in high school and college, posters were such a big deal? I remember a poster that said, be you, because everybody else is taken. You you can't be Barb, you can't be anybody else, but you can be the best Amber that God made you to be. And and so exciting to see you unfolding into that. Well, thank you. That's very nice. So... We're in January, almost the end of January. Can you believe it? I cannot. I cannot. So what are some of your key priorities for the year that's ahead? Sure. Um, The together, as volunteers and staff, we make every effort and work with every intention to do these four things. Okay. The first one, strengthen and expand. So we need to strengthen our existing relationships, not take anyone for granted. And just as importantly, maybe more importantly in some regards, we need to expand and build new relationships. We must go out. We have to go out into our communities and build relationships with people who might not already agree with us on this issue in order to shine the light of truth on these issues in a space where there's already trust growing. Mm -hmm. So I really believe that, you know, anything is possible, but I believe that by and large, people don't make a change in their position on such an emotionally charged issue on a street corner or in a quick conversation. It's in relationships where they trust the person that they're talking to. So strengthen and expand our relationships. Second modify our existing educational tools along the lines of this new modified messaging that we're talking about life the other choice i love that i love it too and you can have been so excellent the moment you started here you were already creating new materials to serve the needs of pastors you were working with so we're doing that on a broad scale across the organization to reach deep into our communities and churches to encounter women with a message that inspires them to make that hope-filled, courageous choice for life. Yes. Three, continue to defend our pro-life legislation in this state. You know, this past year, Right to Life in Michigan, so our legislative team, I mean, you've seen it happening day in and day out. Our legislative team, the broader staff and affiliates, 
we were able to protect some central pieces of pro-life legislation here in our state. Parental consent for yes. abortion. Guardrails against using taxpayer funding, Medicaid funding for abortion, and informed consent in the 24-hour waiting period. Yes. Now, our governor and her allies in the state legislature have said they're coming back for us, so we must remain vigilant. On the immediate horizon, we were talking about this a little bit before we started taping, but on the immediate horizon, as soon as even this month, we expect state Senate committee hearings on four bills to legalize physician-assisted suicide here in our state. And by the grace of God, we will aid in defeating these dangerous bills, which pose a very real and imminent threat to access to high standards of medical care among already disadvantaged communities. So that's an important, important focus for us moving forward. Finally, fourth, enthusiastically prepare for a robust election year. Our civic duty only increases in times of trial, and I think we can all agree we are in times of trial. We are. Is this an election year? I know. Is this an election year? I, had, I didn't know. I hadn't heard. <laughs> I hadn't heard. <laughs> 2024, the numbers make it sound like it could be. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, big one. So important. I keep hearing people say that, various people from different perspectives. This could be one of the most important elections in decades, if not in our lifetime. Right. And, you know, people say that every time, and I think it's because it's true. That election is the most important one because it's happening now, and we can have an impact in it. There you go. And that's what we have to do. We have to have an impact. Absolutely. How will Right to Life have an impact on this election? Right. Well, you know, in a nutshell, pro-life victories. Come on. We work for pro-life victories, and we will continue to do that and have had success at that in the past. We have a legacy of impacting elections by supporting pro-life candidates in our state, and we will continue that with a robust effort this year. What does that look like? It will include our pro-life ballot for voters, now, that, that won't be available until probably June, but folks expect that, and we will have that on our website and social media accounts and mail it directly to our full list. It will be in the RLM news, so keep a lookout for that. I, um, I use that every election yeah. for decades. Absolutely. I, I had to, yeah. it to the, yes. take it right to the booth with you. Absolutely. Educa- educate voters on the issues and get out the vote activity. So that's yes. phone calls and door to door. The new election laws from 2022 impact the terrain significantly, not just for us, but for everyone. Um, and so we're taking all that into account with extended in-person voting now the reality. If anyone has a question about that, please call our state office. They can either speak to you, Ken, I know you have the information, or our PAC director. And this brings up an important point, I think, for for the folks that you work with and for the likely audience of this podcast. Churches can engage in supporting the cause for life through the electoral process. Yes, yes. So will you just, will you provide your email address even? Sure. Just so that if people have questions about how they can do that, they can reach out to you directly. It's, uh, my email address is just my first initial and my last name. So it's K Stultz S. T-U-L-T-S at RTL.org. And my cell phone number, call it, is 616-745-0382. We are here to help. And 
Um, one of the things I'm going to be encouraging churches to do is to have a voter registration drive right in their church. Absolutely. It is absolutely legal. It's absolutely our responsibility, and we're going to make it part of our get-out-to-vote priority. Yes, we are. Yeah, That's great. I think it's a great idea. So um, we have an agenda. We have a plan. We have people in place. Um, we need more people in place. We need more volunteers. Our affiliates need more volunteers. Um, eager to see people who are already volunteers to be able to up their game just a little bit. Um, but unfortunately, the clock is staring down at right, us and saying um, we're going to need to draw this to a close pretty soon. So I want to be sure to give you plenty of time to say or to, to answer one more question. Anything else? Yeah, I think the note that I would want to that I want to close on is the work we do is God's work. Is God's work. Yes. We're a non-sectarian organization, but the work we do is God's work. And over the last year or so, in particular, I've seen you've seen it more pastors and churches step forward to shed light on the truth of abortion. Yes. To their congregation. Yes. In a loving, and you were talking about this earlier in the podcast. How we do it is important in a loving, compassionate, welcoming way. And this really makes me think of two points. One, to love our neighbor is to will what's best for them. That means not hiding truth because right. it's uncomfortable right. to talk about. But how we do it and how we share it is important. And nothing is beyond God's mercy. Amen. We continue to welcome with open arms women who've been harmed by the lie of abortion. And the pastors you work with and the people around us help lead them to peace and healing found only in our Lord. If anyone's listening to this and they want to get involved, they have more questions, they want to connect, please email us at info at rtl.org. Yeah. Um, there are here um, at Right to Life of Michigan, there is a team that Barb and Amber have put together. Um, and I don't say this as a feather in my cap, but um, that I'm amazed to be a part of a team like this. They are so gifted, so talented, so um, passionate, and, and um, so eager to help. So make their day and call. Let them be a part of your journey. Um, no matter where you are in that, we're here to help um, you find grace and mercy and the love of Jesus Christ in any way that we can. Well, Amber, um, I'm, again, so thrilled to have had this opportunity and um, look forward to hearing more good things in my upcoming performance review. <laughs> <laughs> As you all get to know Ken, you will see he has a very funny sense of humor. <laughs> but in all honesty, Ken, thank you for the excellent work that you're doing and for, for um, having me on your podcast. I appreciate the time. Absolutely. Have a blessed day to everyone out there. Have a blessed day. And um, let's make election 2024 a victory for life. Let's make it count. Come on. Come on.